Are you a professional optimized business? Time to look at Northern Peugeot Bandura to further professionalize your fleet with their updated commercial van range. The team at Northern Peugeot Bandura can help customize your fleet to your business needs. Stock arriving now, so secure your van and beat the rush before the end of financial year madness. Visit northernpeugeot.com.au or call 9119-9008. TNC Supply. Pickett, she lays it off, Teresa Polaris! It's an absolute peach! Yes, driving! What a hit from Melina Rez! Wow! And Sam Kerr has a hat-trick! Meet him up, one now! And uh, hello and welcome to another edition of Radio Dub. A little bit sad here in the Dub headquarters. It is the not dub dub not the dub dub not the dub dub headquarters but but nah this is the radio dub headquarters. Uh, I'm Pekua Frimpong, as always, joined by Oscar Rutherford. Oscar, the dub the season's over, but we still have a grand final to go over. We still got a player coming on. Not gonna you know we'll, if you've seen the title, you probably know who it is. But if you haven't, well, you're getting for a surprise. Yeah, I know that'd be crazy. Do you do that ever? Yeah. Happens, yeah, that is true, and I apologize if nobody could just hear Oscar then because I definitely just didn't. Turn <laughs> <my phone>. <laughs> Whoopsies, <laughs> just, just it's, it's a minor part of the show, it's a minor right. part. It's, Oscar, it's not a huge deal. Us, yeah, well, I was asking Oscar, does he listen to um the podcast without checking the title? Do you? And I was saying no, but maybe it's something I should be trying out. Maybe that's an, a way to experience new things, le- yeah. learn about different parts of the world. It's like reading an encyclopedia. You just yeah, pick on true. a random part. Yeah, no, it sometimes it goes on shuffle and I... <laughs> shuffle. Yeah, no, because it happens on Spotify. All podcasts. Yeah, Spotify that happens. Like you'll right. go on shuffle after you've done finished an episode. Um, Are you saying this is something you have done? Yeah, I have, but doesn't mean I stay on for the next 10 minutes. Do you know what the weirdest podcast you've ended up on listening to is? Uh, ooh... No, no, because it, no. Oh, I, there was a the mystery. The lady was missing and they never found her. That was pretty interesting. It was pretty scary, <laughs> but it was pretty interesting. They didn't find her. Shocker. <laughs> That's a good start to the post grad. Really? <laughs> on Brad, on topic, cool. Exactly, no. Uh, the dub grand final did happen on Sunday. Um, Sydney FC winning 4 0. Pretty comfortable in the end, but I thought it was a more competitive game than others. That I've spoken to about the game, thought it was. What about you, Oscar? What were your thoughts about the game? Uh, I, I see what you say, what you're saying when you say it was somewhat competitive, because I think it was somewhat competitive. We were speaking before the show about particularly the second half of that first half was was Western's best period of the game, I and mean, you didn't feel at halftime like it was a write off, like it like it was. Yeah, done. I, I thought that particularly like in the closing stages of the first half, I thought the Western could score. Like, And I thought that had they scored then, we would be in for a really interesting second half. But they didn't. And I thought Sydney came out a little bit more settled at the start of the second half. I still think Western had chances and were, were really trying, were still trying to create something. Didn't work for them. And then after the third goal, it just kind of, it, it felt like the game was, was finished, was well and truly finished by that point. Yeah, look, I suppose the, the counter is that I mean, we said it before the first final that these teams played and it was true then, it was true in the grand final, it was true when they played in the season, which is that whoever scored first was almost inevitably going to win, such is the way that, well, both of these teams play, but particularly when they play each other. 
you know, you kind of you felt like it was almost done and dusted kind of from the first goal, which isn't true, and particularly because it's a grand final, you wouldn't write it off. And I know that they showed a statistic in the game about Western United have come from behind surprisingly often. Yeah, I think they've got the best. They it was like nine. They have four of the games that they've gone behind. They've they've yeah. won, and they've they have ten of ten for any games they've scored first. But not against Sydney. They, yeah, they no, haven't exactly. come back against Sydney. No. Very few teams have. And and we saw that play out on the weekend. Exactly. And you know who's going to be able to tell us a little bit more about why Sydney FC are such a good team and why they were able to, to win the grand final is uh, one of their star defenders, only 19, Kirsty Fenton. Kirsty, how are you? And thank you for joining us on the show today. You see you see the magic of tech issues? Wow. Yeah, yeah, no. We'll we'll the, give the Kirsty. We'll give Kirsty a little time, and then Kirsty, whenever Kirsty's phone is ready, she'll pop in. But I will say, Oscar, entertaining grand final. Does this pr- prove that Sydney FC are the besides those Melbourne City teams that were full of just Matildas? Are they the best team ever? Oh, that's a that's a tough question to answer. I was asking you, Kirsty's on the line, so she'll hear your answer. Then yes, 100. I've never seen it, particularly this season since Kirsty Fenton joined Sydney FC. I think that's skyrocketed them to to, to undispu- undisputably the best team in A-League women's history. No, look, I, I think it. I don't think it was necessary to force Sydney to get that win to establish themselves as one of the great A-League women's teams because, of course, I mean, what, six straight grand finals. You don't need to win a lot of them to really establish your pedigree but but certainly winning it I think is a huge relief to to the players and to the coaching staff and it's probably a, a deserved outcome yeah absolutely I, I think that I put um a lot of respect into Sydney FC and what they've been able to build because I think it's it is very difficult to not that they've had a massive amount of turnovers the turnover like we've seen from other clubs but they've been really solid and really consistent and to do that for multiple amount of years obviously Melbourne Victory have gone on and won the the championships but to win a premiership it it, you know that that is a sign of really great understanding of your system and Ante and that group deserve a lot of credit for that yeah this this squad of players should have a championship to their name as in I know that they've already had one under Ante but but particularly the last few years based on, you know, the number of consecutive premierships that they've won and all of that. So I, I, I think it's there's a sense of justice in the result, not to take away from what Western United achieved as well, of course, because to make a grand final in their inaugural season is is an unbelievable achievement and I think is a really positive step in the growth of the competition. It certainly is. Now, I'm going to try again. Kirsty, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Fantastic. You see, tech is... Tech is never your friend when you need it to be your friend, right? Pull it out and plug it back in again. It's the number one solution. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Exactly. Now, Kirsty, you are a grand final winner. You are a premiership player. How does that feel? How does that sit with you? What are the the thoughts? Yeah, you know, even today, you know, a few days after everything have happened, the vibes are still high within us. You know, we always texting in the group chat and, you know, Sarah and Char that I see all the time, we just can't get it, can't wipe a smile off our face, you know. And like for myself personally, and I know for some of the girls, like this is our first, you know, grand final win for some of us. And even though like Nat Tobin and Mackenzie Hawksby, like even though they've been in so many grand finals, they've finally won one. And to be able to do it all together, it's just an unreal feeling that we will never forget. 
what are the celebrations? Like, I know that the players went out after the grand final. And I think Ante said in the presser, he was like, I can't go out because he's got work the next morning. Mm-hmm. Now, because Ante doesn't go, does that mean that the party is even, like, gets even crazier? <laughs> <laughs> we definitely party hard for Ante because he wasn't there. <laughs> no, but, yeah, you know, the vibes were just high all night. Like, it's just insane. You can't really describe what it was like. It's just everyone was just so happy to be there with each other. And, of course, like we wish Ante was there, but we definitely fighted hard for him that night. <laughs> Kirsty, moving down from Newcastle as, as you did this season, a variety of factors I imagine played into that. But presumably it, it's feeling like a pretty good decision at the moment. Yeah, you know, at the start um, I didn't really think anything of it, but, like, I knew it was a great opportunity. You know, Sydney is such a professional club and so successful, so... Yeah, not in a million years did I think I'd be a part of, you know, a premiership win and a grand final win in the space of a year that I moved. So, yeah, it's definitely a decision I'm grateful I did. I mean, to take this step into into a club that's consistently at the top of the league and, of course, has now won the premiership and the championship, what, what I guess have been the biggest differences that, that you've noticed moving into that Sydney FC environment? Yeah, you know, I think it's just... You know, coaches coach a different way and that's that's one thing, you know, the different style of play that Sydney Sydney do. It's really attacking and it's really positive. And obviously going into Sydney, I knew that every single person in there is amazing. It's going to be hard to get a spot. It's going to be hard to, you know, start. And, yeah, I think that drives it more and creates more of a healthy competition within the group. Yeah, what is it about that Sydney FC mentality as someone coming into it where it's already kind of been formed? It must have been a really interesting experience, kind of, I guess, attempting to integrate yourself and adopt that mindset that the rest of the players already had. Yeah, you know, I think coming in, Ante, um, I've heard great things about Ante, you know, and the way he selects his players, he's he's really cautious about it and wants, you know, the players to come in and, you know, settle in right and be good with the girls and, yeah, the players that came in, like myself, and you know the players that were already there, we really moulded together, and the culture was already just straight away first week that we came in for preseason. So, yeah, you know it was hard, and the move was hard, like you said, but yeah, it was all worth it. Now, so you see, Oscar, you're saying you know how did you adopt it, but you, when you walk into a club when there's just trophies everywhere, mm. it must be easy when you look, you turn to your right, turn to your left, and you're getting blinded by the lights of all the trophies. It must be pretty easy to adopt it that way. For for you, Kirsty, obviously massive season. You know, I'm assuming your development has been has probably been incredible, and we've seen your game, and it's been really, really good. Obviously, your season's been a little bit stop start as well because you've had injuries throughout. How were you able to, you know, overcome that and then just refocus and get back into the groove of it when you, when you came back to playing regular regularly? Yeah, um, you know, the physios, the environment, like from the coaches and stuff, they were always, you know, checking in on you and making sure that we were doing the right things and me coming back safely rather than quickly. Um, I think... You know, taking the time that I did off when I did do my knee um, in that Brisbane game was really important because obviously I don't want to overdo it and stuff like that and come back and it'd be worse. Um, but, yeah, like they were really professional about it. I I was around the team as much as I could, whether I was doing my prehab while girls were training. I was just always there around them, not kind of isolated, which was, you know, a really positive thing that happened. Um but, yeah, I think, you know, just staying disciplined, staying focused, like you said, like I said, um, 
it's hard to get your spot back. It's not easy. Um, the girls are so good. And, you know, the girls that stepped into the positions when you do get injured, they kill it every single time. So, yeah, it's hard to get back into it. But I think you just got to do your game and keep working hard. And hopefully, you know, it comes in your favour and you do end up starting. Now, Kirsty, you're only 19. That's what the internet says. So if I'm incorrect, we blame the internet for your age being incorrect. <laughs> me saying the wrong age. But to be 19, to have got a premiership, to have got, you know, the win the, the league, very, very impressive. And I honestly am disappointed for ourselves, Oscar, when we think about our ages and we haven't done that. We, we need to really... We haven't won a premiership, we haven't won a premiership. or a championship. Exactly. Yeah, we are, right. We're taking else massively, okay? <laughs> we need to upgrade ourselves. Kirsty, for you, obviously, I'm assuming you wouldn't look too, too far in the future, but ambitions-wise, what is, like, for you as a footballer, what do you want to see out of your career and... Obviously, we're not trying to put pressure. We just, you know, we just want to know what's what Kirsty Fenton yeah. is thinking. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think, like you said, I'm I'm so young, and I feel like I've already, you know, achieved so much in in my career. But yeah, I definitely want to take it to the next step. And you know, I think it's in the back of everyone's head that plays soccer, especially females, that you want to make, you know, the Matildas. And that's definitely the big goal. I think that's something that I really, really want to, you know, focus on and try and work towards. But um, if we're looking like short-term kind of kind of area, I think just moving overseas and, you know, getting a taste of what it's like over there because it's definitely different to, you know, Australian football here, even though Australian football is incredible. I think, yeah, taking that step and moving away even further from home and, you know, experiencing England football, for example, would be, yeah, a definitely a good step that I would also want to take. Now, Kirsty, if you want to play for the Arsenal, that would be fantastic. Um, we are. Yeah, that would be the go. <laughs> if you want to play for Arsenal, we're good. Okay, I've got a league title booked in. If Kirsty Fenton is in our squad for the next couple of years, we're good. <laughs> I, I mean, you you speak about it, and and in terms of you know marketing yourself to to other to, to teams overseas, it must be hard. I imagine Kirsty not to think about this in a way. If you've seen the Sydney FC team win premierships and make grand finals but not be able to take that final step for the last few seasons. And then all of a sudden, Kirsty Fenton walks oh, into the door. You what I'm saying? And, and the next step is all of a sudden, it's a championship winning team. Are you saying team. there's a correlation, well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm asking if Kirsty finds it, finds it hard not to see it that way because the, the, the facts seem to point in that direction. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I definitely, I'm glad I moved and stuff like that, but it's definitely a team effort. I think as soon as I stepped in there, you know, it was just, amazing I can't I can't describe what the culture's like there it's something that everyone is so grateful to be a part of you know in that team and yeah it definitely brings out the better in everyone else when everyone's having fun now I want to ask as a defender Kirstie who of the attacking threats that you have are you just when they're you're facing them at training you're like you're not getting past me today like it's just not happening I am I am going to be the dominant force here I'm going to be the elite defender you're not getting past me Honestly, when I first came into training, every single time I was put on court, oh my, I was just like, court, please just rest today. Just let me, let me just, because she's just lightning quick. So every time I verse court in training, it's just get your running shoes on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely, I honestly think every single winger that starts in this W League team, any single W League team, honestly, is amazing. Like, you can't switch off or anything because they all bring in different factors to what they're good at, you know, and you just got to 
I guess, be on your game about it because as a fullback, you know, you're the last line of defence. So, yeah, you definitely got to be on your game because every single, you know, wing is so different. I'm always scared when somebody's like on Courtney Vine because I'm always like, yo, let's just, I know the Courtney's really fast, but sometimes you've got to give up, okay? Because we've mm. got to save the hamstrings because the speed is, is electric. It's a bit scary sometimes when I see Courtney Vine out Honestly, there. yeah. She I'm takes like- off. Yeah, I, I, I imagine that's a huge part of how you feel you've grown as a player, just getting to week in, week out and training, come up against such high-caliber wingers who, who have Matilda's experiences, experience like Courtney and Princess Abini. Yeah, honestly, I obviously knew those big names going into to the camp and into training. Um, but, yeah, every single time we train, you know, you, you got to be switched on because every all those girls want to get the best out of their training as well. So you don't want to be the one, you know, making their training bad or giving them a bad pass to make them, you know, have to deal with something that they shouldn't be dealing with. So you want to be your best every single time, you know, you're training for them girls as well as getting better from those girls. It's like an expectation on yourself to not disappoint them as much as it is to get the most out of yourself. Honestly, yeah, 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 it is. Like, you just don't want to, you know, like in a game, you don't want to let the team down. It's the same thing at training because everyone wants to get the most out of training. So you don't want to be, don't want to be that person stitching someone up. So yeah, it definitely plays in the back of your head when you play a pass in training. You just want to make sure it's a nice ball for them, for example. Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, you saw those images after the grand final of Courtney and Princess with like the sunnies no, on and stuff. I was I, like, they'd be intimidating you're, bosses. You're bringing you... that on. You, br- you just brought that up, Oscar. Now, Mackenzie Hawksby was wearing the glasses. I thought she could have she could have been in the next Top Gun because I was getting that. <laughs> it was so sick. You know what I mean? I saw it. I thought they were this pulling is, it off. This yeah. is an album cover right here. I don't know why we haven't seen this album cover, mm. Sydney FC twenty twenty three mixtape with Mackenzie Hawksby with the glasses, the cover. And no wonder Kirsty's like t- terrified of disappointing your teammates. Exactly. It's like, oh, gee, I don't want to know what happens if they get mad. Tom Cruise, we've got, we've got Tom Cruise <laughs> in your team. What are we, what are we talking about? Um, Honestly, yeah. sunnies though—they were—they were so funny seeing who, everyone in those sunnies. Who got them before? Like, who who brought them? Was it like a player got them, or was it like the coaches got them? What was the, how was that come about? Yeah, um, I was just signing, and I got tapped on the shoulder, got given the glasses in my face, and got told to pose. That's exactly <laughs> how it went, and I was like, oh, yep. That and then they took them back, and then went to someone else. Okay, fantastic. I, I like, I like, I like. Oh, they were sharing around the glasses. Exactly. Like, well, well, they just we're not going to buy fifteen exactly, glasses. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I like it a lot. Now, Kirsty, for you, you've got the under twenty threes camp coming up. What do what's the, the best part about heading into those camps? What what what's the is it catching up with some people that you don't typically play with, or do you learn like how is it, how does that goal go about? Yeah, um, I think there's a lot of things I'm excited for. You know, I knew a lot of girls from different W League teams, like Bradley Henry, who played for City. Like her coming into the camp after me not seeing her for a while, like that's a an exciting thing, you know, and. Obviously, a lot of the Sydney girls made the camp as well. Um, eight a of lot, us. So, Kirsty's saying a lot. It's half the team, Kirsty. It must feel <laughs> yeah. nice, yeah. When you look at a list and you go, "God damn it, we're doing all right." Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, yeah, so it's exciting to go in, into the camp with you know the vibe that we just came off with the grand final win and going in with with them, um, and then just to get you know a different taste of you know football. Like I love the way that. Sydney ran and I love the way that we're training and stuff like that but yeah I feel like going into this camp it's a 
a little bit of a tap on the shoulder about like, oh, okay, this is serious. Like time to do camp with definitely older girls than us, obviously. No, you see, I'm, every time I hear about it, everyone's like, everyone's so young. It's like older. And I'm like, Kirsty's 19. Some people are only like 22. I, I, I feel like we've got a we've got a good thing coming up with the Matildas, the future crop of Matildas. You know, you guys are all what's the benefit, Kirsty, of you guys all starting being so young and spending so much time in the um national team setup? How do you think that's prepared you guys? Obviously, you know, you're still really young, but how's the how have you seen that develop your development there? Yeah, um a lot of us have come together, you know, like Mackenzie Hawksby, Princess Sabini. They they came through young Matildas together as a group and then me coming up with Charlie and Sarah and Briley, you know, straight after them in the in the new Young Matildas group. And I think as you come up through them, you know, ages of Junior Matildas, Young Matildas, Future Matildas program, you just develop, you know, a mindset of, you know, this is like serious, like this is international football and it's a completely different level. Like if you're versing England, you're not going to be able to have time on the ball like you thought like you would. And it's just a bit of a wake-up call to like, you know, like, put your head down, focus, and it's not easy to get to the top. And it really shows when you go into these camps how hard it is. I mean, there's no rest because you – I mean, there must be a part of you that goes, oh, finally I get to not have to face Courtney Vine. And then, you know, you're looking at the list and you go, oh, Tully McNamara instead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to do yeah. anymore. It doesn't get easier. Yep. No, you go, Cassie. Oh, you see, I've yeah, interrupted yeah. you. I've interrupted okay. you. So rude of me. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say – um. Yeah, like you said, Holly McNamara, she's insane as well. Like I said, all the wingers coming through, all the front line, every single player coming through, I really guess just it's getting better and better each year and it really shows. And that's what we love. You know, we, we love love the Holly Mac on this pod. We we do. I, I want to ask, <laughs> now you just mentioned, I, I, I mentioned Arsenal and I, I saw a, I heard a positive reaction towards the term Arsenal. Kirsty, are you an Arsenal fan or what's the what, what football team do you go for? Honestly, I go for Man City. Oh, God. It's <laughs> you just got sucked <laughs> in and then blown Honestly, out. She couldn't have said any answer that hurt me more than saying that she goes for Man City. It's so upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the pause, I just... I knew as soon as I said that I'd get a reaction. Oh, no. Um, I'm, uh, I was going to take over the <laughs> you, I'm, I'm going to realize you've shattered Pakua's oh, worldview at the moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've had, a, I've had a difficult last last <laughs> month and then Kirsty just comes on the pod and goes, no, nah, I'm a Man City fan. Yeah. Kirsty, can we, is there anywhere we can get you to be an Arsenal fan or is that just not possible? Like, At this moment, it's not possible. Okay, damn, damn, next time. But I presume that the, the WSL, like any team playing there, would be the, the number one dream for, for many footballers here in Australia. Yeah, 100%. I think the NWSL over in America is amazing as well. Anywhere you can go to get that type of experience, you know. Emily Van, Van Egmond's over there, and obviously she's an amazing player. Matilda's as well. And then you go over to, you know, England, and Sam Kerr's there. So it's like every single country you go, you know, there's such amazing talent there. So, yeah, those kind of comps is something that's going to be a goal. I do just want to ask one more question about the the desire to move overseas because it's really common amongst particularly young players here in Australia. In your mind, Kirsty, what do you see as the main benefit of having those opportunities to play in another competition in another country? Yeah, I think it's just the, you know, environment you get to see and everything you get to experience. Um, 
But I think for me being so young as well and having, you know, those goals, it just makes me grow as much on the field but also off the field. And I think it just just makes me mature quicker, you know, moving out of home, moving not even, you know, like I am an hour and a half away from Newcastle, but, you know, across the other side of the world. So, yeah, I think it's something that, you know, really ticks your mind off and, yeah, that you're in your own world and you're kind of just doing what you want. Now, you know, you said you said an hour and a half from Newcastle to, to Sydney. I will say, having driven in Sydney for the first time on the weekend, I can understand this because Sydney, there's only one way to go everywhere. And I don't understand that about the maps. And an hour and a half and one wrong turn, Kirsty, that's two hours. That's yeah. a two-hour trip right there. Honestly. It's uh, a yeah, when I Yeah, when I first came to Sydney, I knew about the traffic. I knew about the traffic and I knew about the tolls, but... I didn't realise that if you take one wrong exit, you're on the other side of the city. <laughs> but, um, this yeah, is... definitely getting used to it more, leaving an hour early before I actually have to be somewhere. You see that? You see, that is why you don't want to be in Sydney. I, Kirsty, I understand Sydney's been fantastic for you, but on this podcast, we know that Melbourne is the dominant city because we like mul- we like multiple ways to get to one, one place, okay? We like that destination. Now, Kirsty, before we let you go, I want to uh, – one thing I want to ask, this is a, this is podcast is also a food and uh, music mm. – a music podcast. So we're really, we're really diverse and cultured on this podcast. For sure. Is there a yep. song recommendation or an artist that you think not enough people are listening to that, you know, deserves, you know, more attention? Is there an, a song that you like? I was going to say my top song that I just got out of was Say Nothing by Flume, but it won the top 100, so – Oh, that's all right. No, that's fair. Just because that means that you you, you are you've got taste like everybody else. On so, trend. Exactly. That's all right. It works. Exactly. <laughs> it, it works. And uh, we appreciate you coming onto the podcast. We understand that obviously when you win a grand final, it's hard to it's hard to get plays because they're in full party and living their best life mode. So we're going to let you go, Kirsty. Enjoy the uh, rest of the off season and uh, the under twenty threes camp, and uh, hopefully we'll have you back on the pod uh, for surely, right, Oscar? I think so. Wonderful, Kirsty. Will you come back on? Yeah, of course I would. Oh. Fantastic. That is a great way for us to head to an ad break. And uh, we'll, after the ad break, me and Oscar will waffle on about what we know about football, which isn't very much. Pick it. She lays it off. Teresa Polaris. It's an absolute peach. Is driving. What a hit from Melina Rez. Wow. And Sam Kerr has a hat-trick. Meet him up. And uh, hello and welcome back from uh, our first and only ad break here on Radio Dub on the 4th of May. Uh, thanks for joining us. And if you just if you missed the first half an hour, 20 minutes, 20 or so minutes, we spoke to uh, Sydney FC defender, premiership player, yeah, champ, uh, champion. That's, yes. that's the title we're going to give. That's what you would call a title. player who wins the championship. Exactly. Yes. Kirsty Fenton. We really appreciate her uh, taking time out of her day to speak to us. Uh, we will forgive her for the fact that, well, I will forgive her for the fact that she's a Man City fan. Mm. Um, it really just, rattled you, didn't it? No, it rattled me because mm. it's it's like people are trying to hurt me, Oscar. I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I've, I've been through a traumatic month. Like, I was, yeah. I don't even watch videos. Do you know when your team loses and you don't even watch, vi- I don't even watch videos on YouTube anymore when people talk about my team anymore? No, so, if, if my team loses, I, I don't watch yeah, anything and ever. It, and then I realize, I forget it happens. Exactly. And then I realize how much of my time in a week is dedicated to watching content about my team when they win because 
I was struggling to find content for the past month. Yeah, I bet. I bet. It's been really, really tough. It won't be tough for Sydney FC fans uh, to find content about their club because you know what? You can listen to the archives of Radio Dub. We've had Charlotte McLean on. We've had Kirsty Fenton. We've had Madison Haley twice. Twice. <laughs> twice. Huge. Guys. Huge. And who then scored three goals exactly. in the final it's, series. It's, so, it's crazy. Uh, we've had Mackenzie Hawksby. So if you want to listen to Sydney FC content, you can do that in the uh, Spotify and everything else because it, it's on the feed somewhere. It's all there. It's always there. We cater. And if you're Western United fan, there's stuff there. If every, I think every club this – I think we'll radio down these two seasons have got every cl- someone from every club. I think that's right. Yeah. Yes, but not this season. I think we... Brisbane. Yes, Brisbane was the only team that we didn't get, actually. But that's okay. Next season, they'll be here. Huge. If they would like. <laughs> please. <laughs> please. Please, 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 please. <laughs> we really, really... It really would need. be amazing. This is how this show functions happen. when we have guests. We really, really appreciate it. Without begging No, seriously. Words. Is that a thing we should do, maybe? We should, maybe we should get some... Every once a month we send out a... Please, radio. Just, dub. just a, yeah. <laughs> Please just, come just, on the podcast. An invitation. Please, anybody. anybody. Just an open show. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because we know the players make this show. But we'll waffle on for a little bit about the grand final. We're not making it sound very appealing. No, we are interesting people. Of course we are. We we think that we have some good opinions. Do you think we've got good opinions, Oscar? Every, hit and miss, hit but and every miss, now exactly. and again. And that's we know we know where our where our limits <laughs> are. We know our limitations. <laughs> we know our limitations. Yeah. Uh was there a standout player besides Madison Haley who was on the pod and then scored three goals after that time? So. That's a shame. I was going to say Madison Haley because, oh, okay. because Madison can... Haley w- was very good, was very central. to. Uh, I think both strikers in the game were probably each team's respective yes. best players. Yeah. Uh, I think it's hard to not credit Mackenzie Hawksby in this game because they were so contingent on set pieces and obviously Mackenzie we Hawksby. We asked about Mackenzie Hawksby set pieces in that podcast episode we did with her, so go check that bit out. You just can't help yourself. Oscar, you've got to play. If you're not going to plug your own show, no it's one true. else will. It's no true. one else will. Mackenzie Hawksby played played an important role, and then you know, other than that, it was it was it was a game state game that favoured Sydney FC. They they got ahead early, and they were they were comfortable for eighty percent of the remainder of the game. Yeah, they were they were fairly comfortable. But I I think that we wouldn't be you know we would be bad bad podcast to not applaud Western United because sure. because I I think that they didn't even after the two goals. They didn't lie down and, you know, like just not play football. Like they really tried mm. and they were, they had really good moments. And I think there's that one Hannah Keen chance that she's on the left-hand side that goes over the crossbar. I think if that opportunity goes in, you know, it's 2-1. It's mm. yeah, I think it's actually, it might be 1-1 one, one at that point. That would have been 2-1. It would have been 2-1. And then there's also a, a chance where uh, Jada Wyman... Makes a really good save, yeah. Yeah, Ray right, makes a really good save. And then there's another one where she just ha- Jada kind of drops the ball and it mm. kind of falls for a little bit that if it falls to Western United, you never know how that mm. plays out. But I think Western United's season has been truly incredible. And I think the key thing to take away from that Western United thing is that the importance of having a strong foundation when we bring in new clubs into the competition because we don't want to see teams that just kind of flail around and you know just struggle at the bottom of the table and never really have a, a clear line of sight to get into the top. And with Western United competing in a state where... Melbourne City and Victory have got really strong uh, history mm. in the competition and have really great ability to draw young players. Western United have done really well with the players they had from Calder, but also getting international talent that fit with the group. I think that's really important and should be applauded. And I think it's really important to remember how 
uncertain we were coming into the season about how well the colder contingent would adjust, and they've done it so well. I mean, some of those players have turned into standout players in the competition. They Alana sure, yeah. Cern. Under 23 squad with um, Malandretta. Yeah, and, and she's she's been one of the best defenders in the comp quite comfortably. Yeah. They, they've done really, really well, even when they lost some of those marquee players, namely Jess McDonald. They've adjusted, they've adapted, they've brought in more good players. Obviously, Angie Beer didn't play in the grand final. But yeah, I think it's been a, a really a roaring success, and it's also reflected really positively on Victorian football specifically. Uh, yeah, and, and and I agree that I've, I've enjoyed very much following Western United's yeah. journey. I think a, a player that's improved a lot as well is Carly Johnson and who, who mm. was a crucial part in getting Western United to the grand final in the first place. And it'd be interesting to see how Western United develop uh, during the off-season with the players that they, they plan on getting back. Obviously, Hannah Keane is already signed and we know that she's going to be back next year, which is fantastic. Which is huge. Yeah, not only for Western United, but I think for the league as a whole that we've got that level of quality for that team and they're, you understand how well their culture must be for her to want to come back, yeah. not just the winning, but the fact that it was a group that she was actively engaged in and wanted to return to and I think that's a really positive thing. It's, it's definitely part of what's been so enjoyable about Western United is is their capacity to build a really positive culture and you know obviously Mark Torcaso deserves a lot of credit for that but then so do all the players the way that they've had players come in and out as well of the team the way Jess McDonald flew back for the grand final it indicates that there is a a strong affection within the group for one another and for the club and that's you know for, for all the other problems that exist with Western United externally to the playing group I think that that's really what's held Western United as an entity together and they got really positive results because of it and they wouldn't have got as far this season as they did if that didn't exist. Absolutely and I think that we also should applaud the likes of Sydney FC uh, because they've established a really great culture and it's been able to be maintained over a long period of time and I think that's obviously the next test for Western United but uh, you know seeing Sydney FC do it and Ante and obviously he signed that extension I'll be fascinated to see how many of the those the big players who have are getting into those Matildas call ups and seeing if Madison Haley will return to Sydney. Obviously we in the you know, fans of the league would love to see her return because she's phenomenal her skill and her talent and her ability to incorporate her teammates as well in her in her game. You know, it's you know, we would love to see them come back and see what the face of Sydney FC is next year if Courtney Vine returns or not. And also lovely to see Nat Tobin get that grand final winner. I think she and also... a goal as well. Yeah, get, get a goal. I think she played really quite well. Uh, Western United really struggled to penetrate because of that front foot defending that Sydney FC do, and they executed it really well on the weekend. So I think that's another nice element of the story that, we're, that Sydney FC, sorry, have going for them. Yeah. Well, that's been it for another edition of Rated Up. Obviously, with the season finished, mm. I want to say thank you, Oscar. The podcast is not, you know, it's not it's not dying. God, absolutely not. <laughs> not this podcast. We are hard workers, okay? We we are committed. So this podcast will morph into a dub off-season podcast and we'll have, we'll try and get some coaches, some players, you know, talk about the season that was and the season that is to come, to what the Women's World Cup. But we will, I think, predominantly talk a lot about the NPL Victoria, yep. because Forts are NPL Victoria on this part, podcast always, and we well, are. Well, we based saw here. this season in, in the A League Women's how influential it is. Absolutely, we've, we've, been, we've, been, we've been trying to tell people this. I mean, NPL New South Wales also has a significant role oh, to play, but you know, bah, mm, you know, NPL it's neither here nor there. It's exactly. Yeah. It's a Victorian-based podcast, your favourite Victorian women's podcast, 
so that's a I think it's a good place to sign off. And if you missed the Kirsty Fenton interview, check it out on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, and everything else. Uh, but for now, bye for now, and uh, we'll see you maybe next week or maybe the week after. We'll see. Pickett, she lays it off, Teresa Palacios!